why didn't I have enough money to come all the way back down the Keys and come back up because of the gas? I didn't have enough money. So I would sleep on the river and in Sacramento because I didn't want to lose the opportunity. And I would do that. For, I did that for weeks and uh, until I got a little bit of notoriety. And I was like, I don't want the people to be like, hey, isn't that, that homeless man? Is that that, that guy who was on TV this morning? Welcome everyone to the 209 Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano, and in today's episode, I'm going to be interviewing Alan Sanchez. He's a person that you might recognize from TV, especially if you've seen our local news stations, you'll recognize him. If you've seen sports around the 209, you might also recognize him and his voice as well. So we're going to be talking about his time as a reporter, especially with CW31, CBS13. He's also done uh, some video work for the Modesto View, and he is actually with the People's Media Relations, so we'll be talking more about how that got started, as well as joining the Police Academy and becoming a law enforcement officer, so we'll be talking all about that. Really excited to find out more about his story, about growing up here in the 209, and all the things that he's done here in our community. But before we get started with the interview, if you haven't followed us yet on social media, please give the podcast a follow. You can find it at The 209 Journey on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Also, check it out on YouTube. I've been posting some of the older episodes on there. Still working my way towards posting uh, some of the previous episodes, but I'm going to be hoping to do some video as well on there. So just hit that subscribe button so you find out when those videos get posted because I am planning on actually going around The 209 and doing video for businesses, for things going on around different towns. So you'll definitely want to make sure you're tuned into that channel to find out what gets posted. Also, if you know someone who would love to be on the 209 Journey podcast, please send a message to the social media pages. I've had that happen a couple of times and I greatly appreciate all your referrals. Or if you yourself wants to be on the podcast, also let me know and we can talk about you being on here in the future. So once again, let me introduce my special guest here for episode 34, Alan Sanchez. He is currently the media relations specialist for the People's Media Relations and the deputy sheriff for San Joaquin County. He grew up in Sherlock, went to Glenmore High School, also to MJC, and now he's currently in Modesto where he's been here for quite some time. So welcome to the 209 Journey, Alan. How's it going? Good, good. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, likewise, I'm looking forward to, um, you know, all the conversation here. You've done so many different things, so, uh, but I'll, I'll get started chronologically and we'll, you know, walk our way towards uh, what you're currently doing. But I want to know a little bit more about what it was like for you growing up here in the Valley. I know you told me that you grew up in Sherlock, you went to Hellmer High, now you're in Modesto. Just tell me what it was like being in Sherlock. I, I loved it. I loved Turlock. I mean, we were on the, the west side, that what we call the poor side of Turlock. But I, I loved it. My, my, I have a good family. My parents are still around they're, and they're doing well. And uh, I, it really felt a sense of community in Turlock. So I, I was happy to, to be a part of that, going to school there and being a part of the, the soccer leagues and being part of the T-ball the league. So that was fun as a kid. And then when I turned uh, 13, we moved to the uh, far, far away to Keys, California, which is only about two minute drive. And my parents are still in the, in the area and went to Hillmar High School, even though that was so far away. 
it was just because we liked the school. We ended up going there because my cousin went there and we figured to go there a year or two and we ended up loving it. So we ended up staying in, staying the rest of uh, my years in Hillmar and it was a, that was a great time because that Turlock and Hillmore, even though they're very close in proximity, they're two different cities. Absolutely. Oh yeah, Hillmore is more the the farm town, right? Vibe, and then Turlock, you know, it's it's slowly growing, right? But it's mm-hmm. now feeling, I'm sure, a bit different than it was even like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 changed. It's changed a lot. I mean, I, it was changed, and then some of the things come back, but just even improve. Because a great example is. Uh, I remember the bowling alley when I was a kid was off of a uh, golden state and um, it was off of golden state and Falkirk and now it's, there's nothing there, but, uh, and then they bulldozed it and then there was nothing. And now they have 10 pins, which is its own bowling alley. So it's fun to see that, that kind of reminiscing coming back to the area because Turlock is a great place. Turlock's a great place to raise your family. Uh, I like here in Modesto cause it's a little bit bigger. Uh, but this really, this area is, has a special place in my heart. That's why I continue to stay here and, and do my best to, when I was a TV reporter to give as much positive media coverage, because there's a lot of positive things coming uh, that are around here in this area. It's easy to do the, the crime and the sad stuff when it was, when I was a news reporter, but what about the positive things? And that's what I did. Yeah, no, that's that's true. And I mean, that's what I'm doing here with the podcast, trying to shine light to all the great things that are going on here. So people know that, hey, we're more than just <laughs> an agricultural valley, right? There's people that are mm-hmm. interested in other things and doing big things like all over the place. So I'm glad you're doing that now. I'm actually a bit surprised that there was a bowling alley there at one point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was. It, was. it yeah. was pretty big. Yeah, it was pretty big for, for its time. I mean, probably about 25 lanes and i just remember going and playing video games i still i still play video games i'm actually gonna play video games with my family and a little bit my my brother-in-law but it it is it's great you know my thing was with when when i was here when i was younger you know maybe from maybe five to 15 you thought oh well i'm from the 209 so i can't do things i can't get anything done or i can't go see things or and and then you start to realize that that's if it wasn't for the for modesto area especially modesto junior college I wouldn't have never made it on on TV. Uh, I was the youngest TV reporter in the we call the Sacramento market, which is what the market that we're in in Turlock, Modesto, Stockton. I was the youngest ever to to work in this area because uh, I had experience with Modesto Junior College. They gave me hand hands on experience, and because of that, when I became a reporter, they're like, "Wow, you're ready to go." And I said, and they said, "Where did you train?" And I said, "Well, at Modesto Junior College. I didn't go to a big." you know, school like UCLA or USC or, or people go to San Francisco state to become a TV reporter. I didn't have to do that. I got that from this area. And so it's the opportunities that you uh, are given, you have to make the best of them. And I did when I was here, I had a lot of uh, friends and a lot of help and family support, but if it wasn't for the Modesto area, I, I would have never made it on TV period. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, MJC, I know it from experience too. I've been there to their mm-hmm. TV studio and I was going to do that as well. And they had quite an amazing, like, state-of-the-art mm-hmm. spot, right? Good cameras, all that. I mean, it, it looked like it was maybe close to what it probably is like working there. Right? Yeah, absolutely, it is. And and I I, I just maybe I, maybe a year before I got I got hired before they did the big big TV studio. We had like a little tiny one there, and yeah, it was because of that. It was pretty much the same thing. Nowadays, it's you do as better on your phone than you would with their big expensive cameras but 
but it really just comes down to the experience. Uh, whether you're looking to get into radio or podcasting or or television or even doing your you, own YouTube shows or small things like on TikTok and, and Instagram, it really comes down to the experience that you get from editing video, editing audio. And once you get where it doesn't matter where you get that, you could do that from home. Now you can do an online course from somebody who doesn't even are not part of a school, but they have their own YouTube page. They'll teach you how to do it. And as long as it sounds good, no one's going to care about what degree you had. Oh, did you go to a uh, university of Minnesota? No, I went to Medestrian college or I learned from home or I learned from, I know Downey high school has a great multimedia program. That's all. It's just experience. And that's why I, what I love about, the difference between when I started in 2003 with Modesto Junior College to 20 years later now is that you can do it on your own. I mean, I'm having this interview on my phone with you, and it's, it probably sounds good. And you sound great on, on your microphone and your headset. So, and you're doing it from your room. Before you had to go to, you had to have your own studio. Now, it's everybody has a chance, and that's what I love about the business now is that everybody has a chance. It just depends how much you want it. Yeah, no, we're in much better times now. And that's why I always say mm -hmm. pandemic, it helped more people learn how to use Zoom and mm -hmm. kind of be comfortable using Zoom as well. And, you know, that's why we got more shows out there and a lot mm -hmm. of people do it this way, which is really cool to see all the creativity going around with people. Yeah, and that's what I love. It's just finding people who you didn't know who also like the same things that you do, uh, you know, whether you're in different Facebook groups or different uh, websites that, you know, chat rooms and things like that, you find the same interests and then you realize, hey, let's put a show together. Hey, let's talk about these things. And here's the thing, whether you have 15 people or 1,500 or 15 million people listen, really, as long as you're happy with what you're doing, that's all that matters. I told this to, to my wife, We've I've been married all, coming up five years now, but I told her I love you know, media, media relations. I love media. I would still do it if someone gave me $500 million tomorrow's cash and I didn't have to pay any taxes on it, didn't have to work a day again. I would still do this. Now, I would have a lot of help. I would have all these <laughs> assistants and, of course, my own personal chef and this and that. But I would still do a lot of the things that I do now because I, I love the direction it's going. I don't care if I was on a public access show in Santa Cruz that only 10 people watched or on a TV show that had 10 million viewers tonight. I do it for myself. I'm hoping that other people like it. But if they if they don't, hey, I'm happy with it. That's all that matters. And then hopefully, as I have two babies, I have a four-year-old and a, and a one-and-a-half-year-old, you know, when they get older, they see the stuff that I've done, and they're like, okay, that was fun. That's all that matters. As long as you – when I was a TV reporter, I never never worried about ratings. Oh, people worry about ratings. Are your ratings up? Are ratings <laughs> down? How many people are watching? I didn't care. I figured this much. If – I still did okay. They would keep me on. And if my ratings really tanked and did a really bad job, they would they would fire me. Well, then, you know, that never happened. So it, it just care about what you do. Your fan base or your followers or your viewers will like what you do. And if they don't, they'll, there's plenty out there for them to listen to or watch. Yeah, that's what I always say. And I mean, what I always tell people, it's just a number. What mm -hmm. really means a lot to you is when you actually get that comment, even if it's just mm -hmm. one person sure. that's telling you that they love what you do. That just does it all, right? Like I trade that over like seeing an episode sure. a thousand listens any day. <laughs> yeah. And, and and the best part too is that you you're gonna be your biggest critic, really, when it comes down to when you watch your 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 stuff over, you listen to your stuff. And and this really goes to anything you do is that um in any profession, it doesn't have to necessarily be media relations, but 
uh, you're going to get into stuff and you're going to watch it later. I remember the first stuff, uh, you know, to bring back to the 209 and back to when I started with Modesto Junior College, I still have the tapes from it that I've digitized and I would look at it later and I'm just like, hands over my face saying, what was I thinking? I can't believe people hired me to even do this <laughs> stuff. But that's the way you're going to think. And you're going to be, if anything, get to look at it, uh, that you're proud of yourself, that you have gotten better and more comfortable. And um, I'm always going to want to grow, whether I'm doing stuff or media relations or doing stuff or in interviews. I'm always going to say, oh, I could have done better. But that's the whole point, that you always want to do better because you want to put your best foot forward. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit more about beginnings and specifically sure. when you join CW31 and CBS13. Uh, like, yeah. So what was that like? <laughs> so, you know, that's that's a, it's a funny story. So I was two years in with Modesto Junior College and and I was just, I had the itch. I'm like, oh man, I got to, what's Sacramento TV look like? Because when I was five years old, I wanted to be a TV reporter growing up in Turlock. And I would tell my mom, I go, I, you know, I want to be a TV reporter one day. And she was really encouraging, but we didn't know how to figure. How do you do that? I don't know. Where do you go? How do you figure that out? I, we didn't. My parents are not didn't never didn't go to to college or anything like that. And then, so two years into uh, my college career, I said, "Okay, I'm going to start writing everybody and all the news stations, all the reporters, all the producers." And I put on email and see if they'll let me just come in for the day. Like, can I just be your shadow, your intern for the day, just for one day? I'll do. I just want to look at it. I want to see what it's inside. And the news station. And so I wrote every, almost every single reporter, and only one reporter got back to me out of probably 45 people I've emailed. And uh, his name is Jim Crandall with Fox 40. He was there. He was their sports guy for honestly 30 years. And he just left a few years ago and uh, he retired. But, anyways, he, um, he let me shadow him for the day. I was at a crossroads where I'm like, do I stay in this business or not? Because I was doing a lot of free work, a ton of free work with different people. And I got, he got, he let me go on for the day. And I was there for about four or five hours with him and just said, oh, this is what I want to do. And then a few months later, I got a, a internship with uh, CW31. And I ended up, which is the story about that was, they had combined, they were two different stations, CW31 and CBS 13 were two different mm -hmm. stations. Um, then right when I got my internship, they were combining. So there were stations that were coming together. Before I got my internship, I had, couldn't get any replies about my inter internship there. So I ended up getting asked, they had this, because Good Day Sacramento, if people who have seen the show, is a fun morning show. It's like, mm -hmm. kind of zany a little bit. You still got your news, your weather, and, and your sports, but you and your traffic, but you had your fun stuff too so they were inviting people to come down to the station to see a tour you could win a tour of the new station so i figured i will try to win this tour then i'll tell them please let me be your intern <laughs> for the summer yeah. and so i they said okay all i gotta do is write you know why you should be selected and send yourself a picture of yourself um this is on the show i had given them like four different emails four different pictures like almost begging them <laughs> Yeah. and they said and then so they were showing the winners on tv and the show was over and i'm like oh, okay well i tried i tried mind you i've watched the show at that point since i was 13 and i was about 21 at the time so i've been watching every day religiously mm -hmm. anyways i get a call about an hour after the show's over saying you won you can come down and uh to the station uh and get a tour i'm like oh i just thought i was on cloud nine 
I had to, I, I packed a suitcase for some reason. It's in West Sacramento. <laughs> I lived in Keys. I don't know why, but I was just so excited. Like, this is it. This is it. This is my chance. And so I set my alarm. Uh, I had to be there. They said to be there at 8 o'clock. I was going to leave my house at 5 a.m. I don't know why. I just wanted to be there, right? <laughs> I was super excited. And because the show's over, it should be there at 8. The show's over at 10. So you'd be there for a couple hours. No big deal. I had all, I had my resume, had everything ready. I end up waking up at my house at 9.30 p.m. in Keys. So I was like, my eyes bulged out of my head. I'm like, why did, because I had set my alarm for uh, 5 p.m., not 5 a.m. You know how oh, you set it? Oh, yeah. I am, I am a pretty self-sufficient man, and I was living at my parents at the time. I ran into my parents' room. Like, I wanted, like, a five-year-old kid, like, fix it. I don't know what to do. And poor my mom was like, maybe you can still make it. And I was, I could, I go, I blew it. I blew it. I blew my chance. I'll never, I looked in the mirror. You'll never make it on TV. You blew it. I can't believe it. And I called the guy up and, and the, the reporter at the time I said, please give me another chance. You don't understand. Like, this is a totally mistake. I, I, mean, I made a mistake. And he goes, he, and I emailed him. I left like four messages. He finally sent me an email back. Says, hey, I'm on vacation for a couple of weeks. Maybe when I come back, we'll figure something out. When I hear that, I hear you're never coming back. Like that's that mm-hmm. maybe when I come back. And then finally, the internship after a few weeks came through. I never got invited back by that guy. So, but it goes fast forward. I got my internship. I was so excited. I was there. I, I'd always dress up as if just in case they were going to put me on. I didn't think they were going to put me on. They, they don't put any interns on, right? They usually t shirt and jeans. They don't care. I would always show up two hours early. And then what happened was somebody had called in sick. And they freaked out and they said, Hey, can you do her job? And I said, Uh, I have no real experience of doing this. And they said this in my head, right? Mm-hmm. But then I thought about it like, what do I have to lose? What do I have to lose? <laughs> right. I mean, you're you're a soccer fan. It would be like if someone pulled like one of the 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 kids who, you know, throw in the ball, who the mm-hmm. ball boys at, or the ball girls, if they said to them, Hey, can you play the rest of the game? If the if that player, if that kid did bad. <laughs> excuse me if that player did bad they're almost gonna look at the kid right they're gonna look at the coach like why did you put it put it in that <laughs> so i was thinking they would get mad at the producers and the people above them that they put me in if i did a bad job so i did it and i, I they put me in and they i did okay and I'll, we'll try them next week and next week and after a while it was six months later i was there and my internship was up and so they're like either we keep the kid or we have him go back to school right and they hired me. I did six months of us what we call slightly paid. It's like it's like per diem. And then after that, I they offered me a full time contract. I did about about thirteen years, fourteen years with them. And then I went to a news station in Monterey. Did the hard news, did the the crime stuff, and the harder news over there in Monterey. And then I I came. Uh, I left to go to the police academy and became. Um, a sheriff's deputy and then from there i actually went back to good day and did both at the same time i was working monday through friday on 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 the streets and then in the weekends i was doing a good day sacramento and this was like in 2018 to about 2020 when the pandemic hit that really made my decision just to stick with one job because um my my youngest was turning one and i really wanted to be around uh, for her. And so I decided to uh, leave that job. And it was 
they were super supportive of the new station uh, and understanding that uh, I really fell in love with being a dad. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's understandable. And plus, uh, yeah. that was a while. Like that, yeah. <laughs> you gave him a lot of years already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like being there. And I could imagine, right? I mean, going back and forth and not really having a day off, really. <laughs> right. And it, it, was getting, it was getting really busy. And what it really came down to, we're getting... Since look at look at you getting in depth here. You're a good interviewer because I was I came home from one of uh one of the shows on Good Down on a Saturday, and my daughter thought I I was I like to play with her like we're on the ground like we're playing like you know different games and stuff like that. And I think she thought I was faking, but I had felt fallen asleep on the ground after <laughs> because I was so tired. And she was like trying to wake me up, and she thought I was joking around. And I was like, oh, I don't want this for her. And that was kind of like it was almost a, a perfect storm that happened, and then. The, and then the pandemic hit so nobody was all the stores were closed and the events were getting canceled so i that was one of the things i did i would help out uh support local businesses by giving them tv coverage or support a local event um like the asparagus festival or the almond blossom festival or things like the, the county fair but then when they got canceled i was like it was harder to book things for the show so i was like this is the perfect time to bow out because we didn't know where this was going to how long it was going to be. I, most of us thought it was going to be a few weeks and then it was a few years later till things got back to normal. So it ended up being uh, a good time for me to bow out. And I still love, I've still, I still talk to some of the reporters there from channel 31. Um, and uh, I like Cody Stark, I consider him a good friend and he was at my wedding when I, um, I got married five years ago. Uh, I love it. I mean, I could say that, th- that, you know, a, a kid from the 209, made it uh, on local news and is covering the local news. I they I had an option to go up to Sacramento to live there and work there personally in Sacramento. But I was like, no, no one's coming down to Modesto or Turlock or, or Stockton area unless it's bad. And let me tell you, there's a lot of good things. If you want to find bad things, yes, of course, you're going to mm-hmm. find bad things. It's easy. You go, that's But that's what you're looking for. Um, but what about the good stuff? Let me be that, that voice for the good side of town and – they, they never looked back. They, it was when I first started, they wanted me to go to Sacramento. And then I would get a couple ideas for Sacramento stories, Sacramento area stories. And now they're like, no, 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 stay down there because <laughs> they're seeing their ratings going up because they know that, oh, if Alan is on, he's going to cover the the positive things in uh, in this area, like the, the apricot fiesta in Patterson. And I know those areas because I lived it. It's not like you're telling me to go and like, oh, I wonder where this is. I know I remember walking around Patterson as a kid to visit mm-hmm. my dad when he worked there or going to, to the Columbia Park in Turlock and going swimming or coming out to the mall in Modesto as a kid. So that, this is the places that I, that, that, that I love and I have personal, a personal affection for. Yeah. And also mentioned too, I mean, future generation of reporters, they're seeing you on mm-hmm. TV. They are seeing that there is a path to get there right you don't have mm-hmm. to be in sacramento you mm-hmm. could be from anywhere mm-hmm. here and you could mm-hmm. you know make it there as well yeah absolutely and that's the thing and, and i don't fit the standard of of you know i'm not i'm a i'm a i'm a short mexican you know what i mean so i don't fit the standard of, of what people like i don't talk like this and have a suit i realized really quickly because i used to try to be that kind of reporter where it's like we are live out here in modesto california and i realized i wasn't very good at it and tried to memorize, memorize lines, things like that. When I became a TV reporter and I would go to like new restaurants in Modesto or Manteca or wherever, I'd always think about, I, you watch me, the viewers would watch me because they want to see what I have to, what my relation is to it. For example, uh, if I was asking you, Hey, you went to this new cafe. Hey, how was it? How was it? So that's how 
I want people to to react to to what I do. How was the food you tasted, or how was the rides at the asparagus festival? How what like I want to talk to you that way. Let's just be friends, and that's what um, the way I approach my reporting is. We're friends, and you're just asking me, "Hey, try this, try that." And I did a lot of crazy things because <laughs> I wanted to also give people a smile. I wanted to be the rear end of the joke. I didn't want anyone else to be worried about, oh, I, I'm he's going to prank me or do something bad. So on that on good day, I've been. Here's some here's a list of things that happened to me on the show. Okay, I've eaten worms, I've eaten oh. dog food, I've shaved my head bald, I've uh, I've bleached my hair blonde, I've uh, I've been in wedding dresses about six different times. I've been attacked by canine dogs about seven different times. I've um, I've been knocked out by a cage fighter. This is all live on TV. Everything I'm telling you is all oh, live wow. on TV. I've been knocked out by a cage fighter. I've flown with the Blue Angels, you know, the Jets, and going upside down and doing barrel rolls. So, yeah, I've I've been through it for the, you know the entertainment value uh, because I want people to when they see me, they don't have to worry about oh, this is going to be a sad story or it might be controversial like that. When you watch my stuff, I want you to not have to think too much because that's the whole goal. Is like there's a lot of stuff where you could this heavy news stories that happen every single day and around the world. I just, uh, I just hate ways. When you watch me, you can watch me on mute and still be smiling. Yeah, that's good, especially on mute, right? You gotta mm-hmm. make sure you uh, get that too. But mm-hmm. no, I'm really glad that you do that. And I've always said it before. It's like if we do something wrong, let's let people make fun of us too, because mm-hmm. a lot of people are having you know rough times, and mm-hmm. there's nothing better than you know getting someone to laugh, right? No matter how. <laughs> like right, well, yeah. it's it. That's it. I I, I realized pretty quickly that. Like, for example, uh, I was helping out with the um, the asparagus festival. And one of the things I would do is do their media relations because it's a good community event. They help out a lot with local uh, charities and things like that. So I really all help out myself. And so my thing was uh, they had a, asparagus ice cream. So they hand me, this is a, the one asparagus festival in Stockton, the asparagus ice cream. And I was like, okay, we can try the asparagus ice cream. Okay, big deal. How can we take this to the next level? And I go, how about I try the asparagus ice cream? while in the back of a monster truck doing donuts really, really fast. As you could imagine, the ice cream got everywhere. I mean, I was stained yeah. shirt, stained pants, and like that. <laughs> that's just the way, well, because the people are like, what? but I'm, I'm the one that's getting dirty. I'm the one that's, you know, uh, uh, having the fun. With the hopes that people realize that, oh, this is a fun, positive event uh, in Stockton. So I didn't think about going to the Asparagus Festival because they hear that Stockton is bad. And I tell people, well, yeah, Stockton is bad if you're going to go find the bad things. Yes, absolutely. But there are positive events and I like the Asparagus Festival. And that's why it's fun to be able to help out in the media relations side. Yeah, no, that's that's really true. Well, speaking of the media relations, mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to hear a little bit more about the people's media relation when, mm-hmm. you know, that got started. Like, how, how did that go about? Well, you know, my... Uh, it, it really came down to the fact that I had, when I had left and um, Good Day, I had a lot of these companies and these events, uh, and really it came down to a lot of these nonprofit organizations who were looking to, who had a great idea, but didn't know how to get it out to the public, or they needed support. And so I was like, they would email me or find me on social media, and I would be like, oh, I don't work there anymore, but let me see what I can do about getting your stuff together and getting it out to the media. Because here's the thing. you if Let's just use an example of, of there was actually, the, the first example was there was a soft, girls softball team out of the Sacramento area 
uh, who had players from the Oakdale and Modesto area who go up there, a traveling a softball team. They had their roof of their training facility cave in due to a storm. Well, they, they needed money for to replace a lot of their stuff, their equipment and things like that. And I thought, I was like, gosh, if I was a news reporter, this would be a, a you know, part of the pun. This would be a home run. Poor little girls who need new equipment, who are out of facility. If the public knew about this, they would want to come out and help them out. Mm-hmm. And so, but they don't know how the, the team doesn't, doesn't know how to package it to give to the media. How do they package it? How do you speak their language? Well, obviously I speak their language. So they would give me all the information about you know the team and who they come, why they're a nonprofit, how they help out a lot of kids. They're not, and so, and what happened and why they need to uh, raise money to um, replace some of their items. I, they give it to me. I put it all together and then I send it to the media. So I act like a publicist, if you will, for, for these businesses or the nonprofits. So that's, it just became from, from that softball team. And then it was like, oh, I'm going to help out this one and for free, for free. I'm not getting paid or anything like that to do it. And so my wife got into, uh, my wife said, hey, we should start a company. And it's like, okay, well, I'm super busy. So if you want to, I'd be happy to help out and help out in any way. And so she, uh, we started the, the people's media relation because my nickname in with good days should be the people's reporter, the people's reporter. And the reason why they call me the people's reporter is, uh, is because there was a, it was a way to show like, okay, he's not the most polished reporter ever, but he's the people. He belongs to the people. Cause I would do things, you know, at people's houses, at people's events. So we call it the people's media relations because we want to allow everybody to have a chance to feel like they can have their own media relations, public relations person that you don't have to be a big company that has a corporate background. And that no, you, if you have a good event, a good business or, but you just need to know how to, that's where you reach out to my wife and I's company. Uh, and we speak the, speak the language and we go out there and we get our clients positive media coverage because it's easy if people come out to be like, oh, here's this negative event that happened or negative. You don't need me for that. The news will come out and get, they'll probably be there before anyone else. But if you need positive, that's where I, where I step in. And so I do my best to find out Well, I, we talk to one, we, we talk to the client, what is the, the catch for the news station? to bring them down to all the way down here, because if they're going to come all the way down to Modesto, Stockton, Turlock area, this is their story for the day. Cause they're driving all the way from Sacramento. So it's not like if, if let's say you have a great uh, restaurant, let's say it's a great uh, Italian restaurant. Well, how many Italian restaurants are from Modesto to Sacramento? I don't know, 300. What's going to make yours different. And that's where we think of ideas. Uh, my, well, my wife and I of how we can, Give them an angle. Well, maybe mm-hmm. your your uh, your event, at, let's say the, the Italian restaurant that you you own has is doing a fundraiser to help out local kids for to raise money for a soccer team. Okay, now we got something. You know, now you you separated yourself instead of just being good food. Um, so that's what that's what we do, and it's been really successful. I, um, I'm working with Stockton Cargo. I know you talked to uh, the the owner Lee. Uh, and uh, he, I'm working with them and totally volunteer basis because I really love, I'm a big soccer fan and I'm, and I being a dad of, of two young girls who 
uh, hopefully will love soccer as much as I do. It's it's exciting to see that there's going to be a women's soccer team here. So we've we've already gotten them a lot of news coverage, and now we're going to get them uh, news coverage uh, this coming for their opening weekend and, and further down the line. Just because it's fun, the fact that there's a there's positive things happening in the Stockton area, and it's bringing hope to the people in the 209, especially these young girls that they can advance their careers in soccer, and that's going to be fun. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you guys are doing that. I've been following all the coverage anytime Lee's on TV I'm watching the, the replays and and all that but yeah they're doing great things especially for Stockton you mentioned it early like they have this reputation that I think needs to get cleaned up people need to see mm -hmm. that it's not what they say and that you know you could be safe going there and there's mm -hmm. a lot of great things to do especially being the biggest city in the 209 right I mean they represent us in a big part yeah, it's it's huge, and and that's why I think that there's there. I know, I mean, personally, for someone who lives in the Modesto area but works and really spends most of his time in in the Stockton area, uh, there there is a little bit of a gap between the Modesto Stockton area, and I think there should be more unity uh, in a sense of we support each other's businesses because I, I can tell you this, I for people who don't know, and this is. Like if you want the bad parts of Stockton, I can definitely show you uh, the bad parts. But if you want the the some awesome like mansions off the Delta, mm. I can show you that too. It's what you want. I mean, I, you go out to March uh, March Lane and you go west on uh, I five, going towards the water. You'll see some Brookside area. You'll see some houses that you're like, what? Like this, you feel like you're in Beverly Hills, kind of a thing. And especially if you get out there to the water, you get to see the boats. And I've been blessed where I had some friends who have uh, sailboats and they'll take you along the water and you see these houses and you're like, you feel you're like in a different world. And you're like, is this a Stockton? It's like, yes, this is Stockton. Uh, my wife and I got married in Stockton at the University Plaza Hotel, which is next to the Stockton Arena. And people are like, you're going to get married where in Stockton? I was like, go check into the hotel hang out and then after a while it's like oh wow this is really cool look you can find bad places anywhere but you got to give you got to be open to find the positive things and that's why with uh when i was a tv reporter i i showed them so many cool things and people would come up I, for example i was in manteca and there's this tiny kind of we call hole in the wall uh breakfast place called mangy moose it's off of yosemite avenue uh right it's the same street as um Manteca High School. So, and it's a, it's a, you can't, unless you're looking for it. And I, out of just no, no pay, out of, we got, my wife and I got them uh, media coverage uh, a few months ago. And because I really want to support local businesses and people, I went the next day in there and this, and I talked to the ownership and it's like, people have said they've lived here 15 years that had never seen this place or, or heard of this place. So we got to try. We got to try and challenge ourselves. Sometimes you're going to find a restaurant or a business that you're not going to like or doesn't fit. Okay, now you know, but at least you've tried. Instead of going to the, the big box stores or the, like the Denny's, the IHOP, try not try the little, the little place around the corner. You might be pleasantly surprised and you realize how much community there is when you go to those places. Because when you go to, nothing wrong with IHOP or Denny's, nothing wrong with people who work there. They're always going to have business, you know, gratefully. But the, the, those small diners or the small hardware stores, they're going to, you're going to feel that sense of community. And that's the best part is that you, as much as Patterson and Turlock, Modesto and Stockton are growing, you can still find a sense of community. And that's, that's something that you're losing in like in the Bay Area or in, in Southern California, you're losing that big time because it's all just blending in and it's all 
LA or it's all San Francisco when it's really not because it's Walnut Creek and it's Danville and it's, it's, you know, it's Livermore, it's Dublin, but it's all blending in now. We still have the chance to be a community and that's why I'm excited that uh, we still have that and that we still have uh, podcasts like this that allow us to still remember, oh yeah, I do like going there. I do like the Apricot Fiesta and I do like the Elma Blossom Festival. I do remember those days that we revisit those. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, some good reminders of like, hey, there's mm-hmm. remember there's these things going on and mm-hmm. all that. And I'm really glad you guys did that for them. I've actually been there once. Yeah, I was trying to explore some local breakfast spots and mm-hmm. it was good. I mean, uh, you know, homemade breakfast food. It mm-hmm. felt like you were at home and they mm-hmm. were like cooking for you. And it's hard to find that at most places, right? <laughs> It is, it is, and that's why I'm glad that you got to, you got to see that. So, uh, if you go to Mangy Moose, you tell them that uh, Alan Sanchez said to you because uh, you actually, if you go in there, if you see a picture, you'll see a picture. When I was a reporter, I have a picture. They put a picture of me up there, so you get to, and it's cool because the the food is cooked right in front of you, and then you see the people who have been there every day. And if you're always looking for something to do, always find those breakfast spots, whether it's my garden cafe here in Modesto or going downtown, which is plenty of great things downtown Modesto. If you just want to say, Hey, what else is going on? Those are where the people are at. And then you can find out. And then you find the positivity in, in that area. Instead of having to go to the Bay area or Southern California, you'll find out there's a lot of cool things in this area that you don't have to drive that far away from, or at the same time, you're supporting local businesses, which I'm all about. Yeah, same. Well, I, I want to talk briefly about the Academy mm-hmm. and how that mm-hmm. like additional career got added onto your yeah. bio. How, how'd that go? Yeah. So, you know, I, I when I was eight, five, I wanted to be a TV reporter. My mom would, I would tell my mom, I go, I go, I would guess the weather, quote unquote, guess the weather. And I would be like 40 degrees off, but my mom would be like, oh, you're so close. Yeah. So she was super supportive. And I always appreciated that. And then when I was eight uh, in Turlock, I was went to the Columbia uh, Community Park Pool. And I remember met, meeting some cops out there that I felt were, I thought cops were mean, bad and things like that. So I'm, but they were giving out, I think they were giving out like free ice cream coupons. I can't remember where this is obviously. 25 years ago plus no 30 years ago plus and i was like wow they're super cool they were super nice and there's a turlock police department so i ended up going i told my mom that day i'm gonna be a cop one day i promise you i'm gonna be a cop so that's all i cared about was being a tv reporter and a cop that was my that was my dream and and when i went to monterey area and worked with salinas as well as a reporter we were doing the hard news the the the, the crime news and things like that so I did a lot of ride-alongs and crime stuff with Selena's police department. And so I, then I got the bug again. So I, I I always remember myself saying, oh, I want to be a cop one day. I want to be a cop one day. And I was like, I don't want to say that anymore. I don't want to say it one day. I'm going to try it. If I fail, I fail. Then I could say at least I tried it instead of always wondering. So I, well, I literally walked into my news director's office, handed him my two-week notice, said, thank you very much, but I'm going to put myself through the police academy. And this is at, I'm, I just turned 40 a few days ago, but this is at 33, 30, yeah, 33 years old. I walked, I moved back home with my parents and keys at, in my 30s. And, and I said, I'm going to live here until I get through the academy. And they're like, okay, you, we support you. And so I put myself through and went to uh, Delta College in, in Stockton and put myself through and got hired locally in in the Stockton area, we can only say that because you know got all the clearance about you know where I work and stuff like. Not that it's it's public knowledge in a sense because you people can look it up. Uh, 
uh, because I am a public employee, but just in case of my sergeants, something like that, I'm <laughs> working in the Stockton area. Uh, and, um, and I got hired there and I love it. It's, it's, it's a challenge every day. Uh, you see things in, that most people only see and people go, I watch, I watch cops or live PD or something like that. It's like, it's different because you, you don't, you can pause it. You can turn it down. You can go on your phone and distract it. This, we can't pause. It's happening in front of you. So first responders, whether you're a firefighter or you're law enforcement or, or, or you're a uh, medic, they see things every day. And it's a challenging, it's a challenging job every single day, but it's rewarding when it works. You know, I became, once I made the decision to go into uh, law enforcement, I, I realized that I want to be being a, uh, a mama's boy it's still a mama's boy i if my mom had to need an interaction with law enforcement whether she was in trouble luckily she's not in trouble but or she needed help i always thought i hope it would be someone like me to show up so when i show up to calls or help you know whether they're the good guy or the bad guy whatever it might be i still want to be treated treat them with respect because what happens if that's my mom and she's scared and doesn't know what's going on i want to treat everybody that way because if you're a person who maybe got the car broken into you don't have any cameras no fingerprints no nothing you don't want to be treated this is probably the worst day of your life or recent days don't just disregard them like really try to do your best at least make them feel like that there's some that that they're not a personal victim they're not coming out for them it might be someone who's just looking for you know, breaking a window so they can grab a bag of, you know, let's say of goodies that they might be in there or a backpack with, with a laptop so they can sell it later. But the, the person feels like they're personally being attacked and their, their, their space is violated. So I wanted to do my best to be that at least somewhat feel like they're secure. There's a lot of good people in for, and first responders who are, do really do care about the public. Uh, but they do deal with uh, some things that you can never unsee. And I used to, tell my wife a lot of things when I was first starting out in law enforcement. And now I keep it down to like 10% because it's like, what's the point after a while uh, to tell her everything. And I, I don't expect to, to leave anytime soon because few people see the different ventures that I'm getting into. But you know, I, there's so much overtime right now that I'm working like just a ton of time. Like last year I did o- over 800 hours of overtime. Wow. That's just an overtime. Yeah. Wow. So I like to reduce that because I love being a dad and, and, but Right now, I, there's just a lot of need for for first responders, and I I picked this area. I could have gone anywhere to go back to Salinas because I was going the ride alongs with Salinas Police Department. But I like this area because there is as much crime there may or may not be to people's experience of you know whether they think that there's a lot or or a little bit. Uh, there's a lot of good people and a lot of good areas, and it's opened up my eyes to. Areas even that I never would have went to, like like uh, in the Stockton area, uh, that I go, oh yeah, this is cool, and that's what I love about this job is that it allows both jobs, whether it was a TV reporter or in law enforcement, it allows me to see places here in the two hundred nine that I thought I, I thought I have seen it all, but I didn't, and it's taking me to meet a lot of people who have a really cool story, and they're from here. That's the best part because you hear these stories and you're like. Oh, I thought you had to be somebody from outside this area because no one could make it in the in the two hundred nine. There was a lot of people making it because of the two hundred nine, mm-hmm. and that's what I love about it is that they're making it because of this area, because it's still community, and you realize that you have a lot of people who are making it. Like you know, whether you're going into business or whether you're going into entertainment, they're making it, and you don't have to have 
the 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 credentials like the college degrees if you want to get it fantastic but you don't have to get that from them you just have to want to make it and because of the two being in the 209 you have a chance more than other people in la or san francisco or anything like that because when you get to the bigger cities you're you're getting saturated you're going to get drowned out by all the other noise here get your experience here and you never know where it's going to take you and that's that's the fantastic part because whether you're looking to get into television news, I'm an example of that you can make it from this area. Um, whether you're looking to be an actor, I mean, look, Jeremy Renner, he's the Avenger, you know, and he's from Modesto Junior College. Uh, uh, George Lucas is Modesto Junior College, you in Downey High School. Uh, if you're looking to be uh, like a uh, sports, a lot of sports players came out of the Stockton area. Lincoln High School had a lot of NFL players. I mean, look right now, uh, we, uh, Cade Cowell. He's uh, the 19-year-old mm. out of San Jose Earthquakes playing on the United States national team a couple weeks ago versus Mexico, mm. starting for the national team for versus Mexico. And he's from Ceres. <laughs> I mean, don't tell me you can't be from the 209 and make it. It is because of the 209 you're going to make it. And that's what's exciting is that that there is uh, a lot of good things out here. And that's why I love you know being in law enforcement because I get to experience that side too. Yeah, no, I'm glad you mentioned that last part. I mean, that's why I started this show is mm-hmm. to get, get their stories here. And there's just so much going on out there. And here, yeah, we get plenty of good experience because mm-hmm. you said the opportunities are there. You have less competition than you do right in bigger cities mm-hmm. where a lot of people are trying to get that same experience. Mm-hmm. And here, I mean, the possibilities are endless right now since, mm-hmm. you know, we're still catching up right we're mm-hmm. always going to be mm-hmm. of course behind them probably in technology but that's to our advantage right when you actually um learn more about what's mm-hmm. going on over there you try to bring some of those ideas here it plays to your benefit right you're growing the community and you're helping with that i tell people it really comes down to this and this goes down to anything you want to do in life anything whatever background and and i put this to all the things that i do and then realize if i want to do it so for example uh, you know, I like playing sports. I like playing football. But do I want to become a football star? Sure, I would like to. But then I find out all the things that I need to do to become a football star, dieting and working out and, and you know, training every day for six hours. And I'm like, maybe I don't want to do it that bad. But that goes down to the six words. And the six words I've always said was, how bad do you want it? If you can figure out how bad, for example, if you're, uh, if you're a parent and you would go, well, if your kid was sick, how bad, how far would you go? to find the cure you will go to mars to the moon to the ends of the earth into the universe of course that's how bad i want i want my kid to feel good how bad do uh when i became a tv reporter i remember i had i asked myself how bad do i want this and i said i'll do anything i'll do any and i did everything i I remember when i was a tv when i was an intern i was unpaid i didn't have much money so they would ask me you here saturdays for channel 31 you come in saturdays for internship it's only two hours I would stay 13 because I was like, well, I'm here. I want to learn. Hmm. And then they would ask me, hey, the last minute, can you come in tomorrow? We'll put you on. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'll come in. Well, I didn't have enough money to come all the way back down the Keys and come back up because of the gas. I didn't have enough money. So I would sleep on the river and in Sacramento because I didn't want to lose the opportunity. And I would do that. For, I did that for weeks and uh, until I got a little bit of notoriety. And I was like, I don't want the people to be like, hey, isn't that, that homeless man? Is that the, the guy who was on TV this morning? So I ended up finding I ended up finding a laundromat at Sacramento State around Sacramento State that was open for the kit for the for the students. Well, I was young enough where I kind of probably still looked like a student because I was still in my early twenties, 
And I was sleeping in the laundromat. It was over 24 hours. I had a TV and people never thought about, oh, he's homeless. They thought I was waiting for my clothes to dry or my clothes because there was always somebody coming in and out. I had a bathroom. I had a nice TV and a sink. And I, I did that for about six months um, because that's how bad I wanted it. And that's why I tell people when I became, uh, when I went into law enforcement, I, I, how bad did I want it? Was I going to move in? In my in my thirties with my parents, I'm probably not looking too cool with the with the ladies. You know what I mean? That here, hey, where do you live? Oh, I live with my parents, and I don't have much money because I'm using it all to put myself to the academy. But how bad do you want it? That's what it comes down to. So if you're here in the 209 and you want to do whatever you want to do, put it against that. How bad do you want it? And if you're willing to say, "I'm willing to do whatever it takes," look out because you're about to make it. Yeah, well, that's really good advice. I'm glad you mm -hmm. mentioned that. It's a really great way to mm -hmm. close the interview out with that. And uh, I just want to thank you so much for being on here, man. Mm -hmm. It's been really great. Uh, yeah, I think you've said a lot of motivational words mm -hmm. and, you know, having different careers just inspires people mm -hmm. to just know, right? If you want to have another career, if you always felt like I also wanted to do this, it's never too late to go yes. ahead and, you know, do that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Just just do what you want. You're going to have haters and you're going to have people and you're going to have obstacles in your way. And that's where the how bad do you want it comes in. And then when you do and when you make it, you can smile and say when they tell you, oh, it looked easy. You'll know in your heart it never was. And that's fine. If you, they say you made it look easy, take that as a compliment because you know it wasn't. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. Well, Thank you again. Uh, if you're going to the game on Saturday here in like just a day and a half, I'm going there. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll see yeah. you there. You'll be Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be fun. We'll have to talk some more sports. Anytime you need an extra guest, you can, you can contact me because I'm all about talking soccer and, and anything passionate about the, the 209. I appreciate it. Yeah, that would be great too. You know, I have a, a soccer podcast too. Mm -hmm. so <laughs> well, anytime. That happen. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again for being on, man. I appreciate it. Once again, thank you to Alan Sanchez for being on the 209 Journey podcast. I know I keep saying this episode by episode, but it makes me really happy to say that, you know, it's yet another inspirational, motivational story from someone here in the 209 who has a career they love. In fact, has two careers now <laughs> as well. And, you know, just a lot of things, especially, you know, when you're younger, you want to be something. And when you get to be that someone that you wanted to be, it's such a good feeling to have that career. And even later on, as we talked about, when you want to have another career added onto your resume, it's never too late. And I know how it is when you go to college, you see different options and you want to do different things. You don't know what you want to do. And I've known a lot of people that you know end up just going with one career. That's what they end up doing. And they don't feel too happy about where they end up at, but that's what they go to school for. But you know, if this didn't tell you that you can have a shift in career or add another career to your resume, I don't know what else did because he's a perfect example of the fact that he wanted to also pursue being in the police force and he tried it, like he said, and that's something I also say all the time. You won't know unless you try whether you make it to where you want to make it. And if you really try hard, as he also mentioned, that you can make it there. And we've known a lot of passionate people who have made it into their careers and they've insisted and there's been some really challenging careers out there like getting into for example the media industry it's not as easy but if you set your mind to it you got to do some sacrifice as well as you just heard alan in different things that he had to do but hey 
it's worth it at the end of the day. You'll catch yourself saying years from now, hey, all this was worth it because now I achieved that career that I always wanted to achieve when I was younger. So great stuff for him. I'm really glad that he's been able to get those two careers and is still able to do public relations work, making sure we put a spotlight to good things happening here in the 209 because there's a lot of good things. And, you know, there that's exactly what I'm trying to do here on this podcast. And that's the reason why, you know, I'm over 30 episodes now. This is episode 34. And, you know, I'm going, continuing with this beyond episode 50, beyond episode 100. I mean, as long as I'm able to speak, I'll probably still continue to do this show because there's just a lot of great people out here and they don't always get the coverage that they should be getting because another thing that we referenced here earlier, the media tends to favor more of the breaking news stories, which tend to, of course, be bad stories. And it's a shame, but I mean, I get it. They're all in the business of making sure that people watch him and people watch a lot of bad stories, right? And it just happens often. And I mean, we all do, right? I mean, we all want to watch whatever's going on. We want to hear about what the new updates are on anything bad that's going on, especially if it's something that's affecting our community. We want to make sure that we're all safe. And so that's why that's what they end up showing the most. But it's up to us here, especially as content creators that aren't getting paid (laughs) at all to showcase a light on the good stuff going on here. And that's exactly what the 209 Journey podcast is about. And right now it's only me, but I actually do have plans of growing the team so we can have more people here uh, able to spotlight more things in the 209, potentially more episodes for you guys for the podcast and live shows, videos, all that stuff. I'm going to continue to grow this and So just be on the lookout. Uh, I'm trying to figure out exactly how I'll make it happen, but we are going to have a team here because uh, I've done pretty well with other podcasts that I've done in the past where I have teams and all that. So I think it's getting to that point where the 209 journey should have more people added to the team. So we're able to produce more content, do more stuff for everyone out there and be able to get more stories posted, whether it's on the podcast or through a video on the social media pages. And speaking of the social media pages, once again, if you haven't followed the podcast social media yet, I invite you to do so. You can find it at The 209 Journey on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Also, since I'm posting this the day before the game, this Saturday, May 6th, Stockton Cargo has their home opener match at Delta College at 1 p.m. I am going to be doing a live stream on Instagram, so... If you can't make it to the game, but you want to see what it's like, go ahead and follow the Instagram page. Activate the notifications to find out when the page goes live because I don't have an exact time, but I will probably be streaming there probably about 10, 15 minutes or so. And so you guys could see uh, what it's like there. Probably do something at halftime, post game as well. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode. I hope you have a great morning or night whenever you might be listening to this. And... You'll hear me next week here on the 209 Journey Podcast.